favorite thriller. Presented by The Thriller Fiction Podcast. Jim Heskett talks to thriller authors about their favorite thriller books. And now, here's your host. I'm talking today with thriller author Alan Peterson. Alan, how you doing? I'm doing good. Glad to be here. All right. Thanks for coming on. I am going to uh, read a little bit about Alan here, and then we'll get into our discussion. Uh, Alan Peterson writes high-octane thrillers. He was born in Costa Rica and raised there and in Venezuela. He moved to Minnesota to attend college and married his college sweetheart. They now live in San Francisco with three small dogs on a quintessential steep city street, 17% grade. You can learn more about Alan and his books on his website, alanpeterson.com. And the thriller uh, meet the thriller author podcast. Oops, I just closed that. Or interview authors of mystery, suspense, and thriller books. Uh, and that's at thrillerauthors.com. Uh, Alan, you sure don't sound like you're from Costa Rica and Venezuela. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm a, I'm a half half. My mother's Costa Rica, and my dad was uh, from Minnesota, so I grew up speaking both languages. So I was kind of lucky in that. And that's the last name Peterson, which is. Uh, very Minnesotan, not very Costa Rican, <laughs> but I was born there and I grew up there. I didn't move to the States till I was 19. Wow. Nice. Um, so today we are going to be talking about your favorite thriller. Uh, but first, why don't you tell us a little bit about you and your writing, not just your multinationalism? Yeah. Well, I mean, I've been um, I've been a fan of thrillers for a long time since I was a kid and so when I got the, when I decided I was going to try to write my first fiction book, I said, well, I like to read thrillers, so I'm going to try to write a thriller. And that's what I did. So that's why I chose the thriller uh, genre to write in. Okay. And uh, yeah, so that, I've been doing that now. Published my first book in 2013. Okay. Is that, uh, is that a series? Yeah, uh, it's a series. Uh, it's, got, uh, uh, it's been very slow. It took a couple of years off, but I have three out. And I'll have the fourth one out here, uh, hopefully by August of this year. Nice. Yeah, we're recording this in May, almost June of 2019. So our, Crazy. Uh, listeners are going to hold you to that and look for that next book in August. Good. I need, I need that. I need that accountability. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, okay. So the book that you've chosen to talk about today is uh, "Eye of the Needle" by Ken Follett. Can you give us a like a spoiler-free synopsis or a teaser about it? Just tell us a little bit about this book. Uh, sure, it's a it's a great thriller. It's a set during World War II, and it's set around real life events, historical events, which I thought was really cool when I first read it. And um, and yeah, yeah. So it's basically uh, uh, chasing the this uh, Nazi spy and uh, trying to stop him uh, because he's got some secrets that will turn the tides of the war. Um, so it's very, very fascinating read. Um, and there's also a movie that was made in 1981 based on that book with Donald Sutherland. And I first saw the movie when I was a kid. And then, um, then later on I read the book and of course the book was better (laughs) as usual. Yeah. I'm really hoping that, um, the final game of Thrones books will be better than how the (laughs) series ended. No spoilers here, but I was not a fan of how the, um, how the show ended. Yeah, it's a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're not we're not here to talk about a song of ice and fire. You know, I don't think I've read this um, this Ken Follett book. I did read his epic. Uh, what was the one about the building of the castle? What was that called? Oh yeah, um, I don't remember the name of it. But yeah, it's like a thousand some pages. Um, Pillars yeah. of the Earth. 
That's the one. Yeah, he's got like three of them, I believe. Yeah, I got the audiobook and it was like 40 hours and yeah. I was I was not expecting to make it, you know, more than a couple hours into it, but it was really gripping the way he could take like keep up the suspense over 11 or 1200 pages was pretty impressive. So, I'm going to have to uh I'm going to have to read Eye of the Needle. Um, yeah, he's yeah, he's a, he's a, a well, he's one of the best writers, and yeah, yeah, like he writes this, the thrillers, and then he's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to write this historical literary fiction, and he puts those three out, and then he goes back to writing thrillers. It's, just, it's a amazing talent, obviously. Yeah, it's very kind of Stephen King that he just sort of writes yeah. whatever he wants and whatever yeah. genre, and people will just pick it up because yeah. because of the quality of the writing, I guess. Yeah. Um. So about Eye of the Needle, would you say that it's more character based or more of a plot based kind of book? Uh, that's probably it's probably more plot based uh, because, like I said, it's based on uh, actual historical events, and so um, um, so it's more focused on that. I mean, the characters are they're great characters in there, but uh, it is more about the plot and trying to prevent the uh, the bad guy from uh, getting away with what he's trying to do. So, is it more like a spy thriller or more like yep. an action thriller? It's a spy thriller. Uh, there's, I mean, there's action, but it's it's more of a spy thriller. Um, and it's following this uh, uh, Nazi spy who's embedded in in England during World War II, and he has some information that he's trying to get to the Nazis, and that, so they're trying to stop him, MI5, and he ends up in this island, um, marooned in this island with this uh, uh, cu- young couple there, and so there's a whole dynamic there too. There's a little a little romance in there with a with with a female p- protagonist there as well. So it's, it's got a little bit of everything. I've seen even seen that when it comes to spy thrillers, which is you know is already a subgenre, that there's even further subgenres in spy thrillers. That there's more like action-based spy thrillers, like the Robert Ludlum books, like the the Born Identity series. They're very action-based, and then there's stuff like Jean Le Carre, Carre, uh, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, which is a lot more heady and more about like maneuvering and, and the chess match of, of the spy game or like um red sparrow was more like um that that kind of non non-action like i don't think there was even a gunfight at red sparrow if i remember uh, they that was a uh, um thriller came out a few years ago they made a movie with jennifer lawrence that came out last year i don't know if you saw that one yeah i've heard of it but i haven't seen the movie and i haven't read the book either but i i remember the the jennifer lawrence uh, trailers for it or whatever when it came out the movie was okay. The book was really good, though. Um, yeah. yeah, that was a good book. Um, so about Eye of the Needle, uh, what is it about the plot that's so intriguing? What is it that makes it your favorite thriller? Um, well, well, favorite, when you asked me about the, my favorite thriller, it was the first one that popped in my head. I have a lot of favorites, but it's hard to pick one. But this is, sure. it was the first one that popped in my head because it was just so well written. Uh, well, it's just the whole plot, you know, and um, it's got a really... Um, the the bad guy is, uh, is is fascinating character, and and um, and just how everything is everything is set up. You know, there's like a young couple that gets married, and everything it's you know like, they're like three different little stories. You know, the bad guy, this young couple that got married in the beginning of the book, and then the police, the the MI five people and the police, and then and then everything just gets uh, intertwined into this like until until a big confrontation in in this island so it's just the way he he wrote it and how he tied everything in together i just thought it was is it was super cool uh, and just one of those you just gotta had to keep you know reading how you can put it down 
and um, so yeah, so just probably his plotting and just the way he the and there's action also. You know, I like action. I mean, I, I enjoy action books as well. You know, like Vince. Flynn and those type of books as well, but yeah, you're right. It's very, they're very different. You know, one is if you just want to go and see somebody kicking butt, and then the other ones are like more, you know, uh, drawn out and action is a lot slower, uh, but the payoff is also pretty cool. Yeah, can you tell us much about the villain in this book without spoiling, uh, without spoiling it? Uh, sure. Yeah, the villain is uh, that's probably one of the best parts of the book. Uh, when I first read that, that's when I was like, man, this is because, you know, villains are so important in thrillers because, you know, in a thriller, you usually know who the bad guy is. Um, you already know it's not a mystery. And so the whole purpose of the book is to stop the the villain from doing what what he or she is trying to accomplish. Um, so this villain was really cool. Um, he's codenamed The Needle. And he's known as a needle because he uses a stiletto to 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 kill his victims when he has to. And um, so that right there was cool, you know. Oh my god, you know, it's like a cool a cool weapon, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, and he's just, you know, he's a he's he's a spy. He's a he's a German spy, but he's posing as a British person. Um, so he's kind of like embedded uh, in. England during that time and so he's very charming and he's a handsome so you know the women are fawning over him and so kind of like he's kind of like a James Bond character but then you find out that you know he's he's really vicious and cold-blooded if he, if he has to be I think those are some of my favorite spy stories and I don't know exactly which subgenre it fits into but the stories where somebody's undercover yeah uh, where somebody's having to go behind enemy lines or pretend to be someone who they aren't those stories are always it's always just filled with tension, right? If somebody could be exposed at any moment and you don't know if they are or when or how it's going to happen. I think that right. makes for I think that makes for really interesting reading. Uh you described this book as a page turner. Um can you tell like can you say why it's a page turner? Is there something specific about Ken Follett's writing style that makes you that makes you want to turn the pages? Yeah, I think it's something as looking at it from a writer perspective too, trying to learn from the greats. You know, he he's very good at um, of basically every little chapter almost ends like in a little cliffhanger within the book. <laughs> I mean, obviously there's no cliffhangers in this book or anything like that, but like so every every chapter finishes and then you're like, well, now you you, you kind of want to find out what happens. You know, you can't. It's it's hard to just put the book down and and, and not think about it. And so that's something that really. Um, jumped out at me because you know there's books there's been books that i've read that have taken me a month to get through and then there's other books where it's like wow you know like i can't wait to get you're thinking about it when you're not reading it you know you're at work or you're doing whatever you're like oh i gotta get back to that book and so i I think that's just the way he writes and how he makes every chapter leads into something else so you know you're continuously trying to get to find out what's going on with the characters and that's what makes it so compelling and, and, and a page turner yeah, there's a subtle art there to ending a chapter with just enough of a question to make you have to drive on to find out what happens next. Yeah. I remember in The Pillars of the Earth, one thing he did really well is that he would show the POV of there were good guys and bad guys in that book, but it was also more about people warring for control of of lands and um, and and who got to build the church. It's been a few years since I read it, but that's kind of what I remember. And he would show the POV of one person, and they would have a plan for how they were going to get the other person. Then he would switch the POV to the the other person, and they had a different plan. And so the, the way they set it up was that you had just had to find out who was going to get to execute their plan and who which one was going to work out because then you as the reader 
knew more than the characters and you just didn't know how it was going to play out yet. Yeah, exactly. That's a lot of what he does uh, in Eye of the Needle as well. And, you know, what's incredible, too, is Eye of the Needle, like I said, is based on historical events on the invasion of Normandy, uh, the Normandy landings during World War Two. So you already know the the you already know the history part. You know how that turns out. However, in the book, you know, if if the if the needle gets to what he's trying to do, it would change the war. Well, you know, you know how the war ended, um, but you're still like, oh, my God, you know, I hope he doesn't make it, you know. <laughs> so even though so like allows you to suspend what you know uh, historically, because the characters and the suspense is so good, you want to keep reading it to make sure that he doesn't get doesn't reach his end goal because then the, you know then the nazis are going to win the war you know right. and when we know we know that luckily they, that didn't happen but when you're reading it you're like oh man you know what's gonna i hope he doesn't make it you know <laughs> so it's kind of <laughs> kind of amazing writing like nice. that lets you suspend reality is this uh is it a standalone book or is there a series attached to it uh it's just i believe it's a standalone yeah okay um and have does so we've talked a lot about pillars, uh, pillars of the earth, the other Ken Follett book. Have you read his other sort of? I know he has some other spy thriller kind of or action thriller kind of stuff. Have you read his other stuff in this genre? Yeah, I usually stick to that genre. Uh, I actually haven't tried the, the pillars of the earth because, like I said, it's over a thousand pages. But the audio, I didn't. That's a good idea to listen to it on audio. Uh, so I haven't tackled that one. But yeah, I've read. Um, uh, key to, I think it's called The Key to Rebecca, which is uh, a great, great book. And then I've read like two or three other ones. Um, I can't remember the other ones, but yeah, I've, I've read I've read several of his uh, thrillers. Okay. So here's, um, here's a general question about thriller books. What is it that makes a thriller a thriller? Um, well, I think like I... I mentioned a little bit earlier in a thriller, you already know who the bad guy or the bad woman, you know who the bad person is. So what makes it a thriller is you're trying the book, the story is trying to prevent the uh, villain from accomplishing a goal that's going to affect the world. You know, um, mm-hmm. think of like a James Bond, you know, like the, 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 the bad guys want to take over the world or destroy the world uh, in eye of the needle. Um, he's trying to, have the Germans win the war uh, over the allies. And so, you know, that's a big, that's a big uh, thing that you're trying to prevent. The good guys are trying to prevent uh, versus a mystery or suspense or police procedural, where it's more of trying to figure out who was the killer or, or what, or the motivations behind the killing. So this one's more of a trying to prevent the bad uh, person, the bad guy from accomplishing his goal. Yeah, and in the James Bond books, you usually meet the uh, villain in the first few chapters because because Bond will see him at a very expensive fundraiser wearing a tuxedo, or mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> or an expensive <laughs> martini bar. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. So, I have the needle is the same way. You know, the the villain Henry Faber is you first meet him. He's like a, in the English countryside riding a bicycle. You know, mm-hmm. hello everybody. You know, like all nice, and then you know, then you find out later who he really is. But yeah, same thing. So yeah, you, you, yeah in thrillers, you admit you know who the bad guy is right away. Yeah. And compared to like mysteries, where the point of that book is trying to figure out who that who the bad guy is. Right. So, Alan, what book of yours do you want to talk about today? Uh, well, I guess um, the my latest book on the on the series is Odd Jobs. I guess we could talk about that one. Uh, published that last year. And um, it's a it's a spy thriller as well. So, you know, as I'm a fan, fan a fan of that genre, 
although mine probably tend to be a little uh, more of like um, action-packed, more like Vince Flynn style versus uh, Kevin uh, Ken Follett style. Uh, but I do try to put in a little bit of uh, of character growth in there and 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 conflict and things like that. But uh, but yeah, they're more they're more action oriented than 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 these other um, books. Tell us about uh, your protagonist, Pete Maddox. Well, he's a uh, in the first book, he's a uh, the station chief of the CIA in uh, Venezuela. Uh, I grew up in Venezuela, so I'm always. Uh, very interested in what's going on there. I lived there for the first uh, 10 years of my life. And so what's been going on there in the last decade um, has always makes me sad because it's a wonderful country with great people. And so I've always been kind of fascinated about that. And uh, there was a coup against Hugo Chavez in 2001 or, yeah, 2001, I believe. And so I kind of based it off on that. So kind of like with Ken Follett, who's influenced me, I based I based the first book on a real event and then kind of fictionalize it, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but, you know, by the time the odd jobs comes around, it's been several years, and he's out of the CIA now and kind of uh, working as a freelancer. Okay, cool. Um, so those books we talked about today, that was The Eye of the Needle by Ken Follett and Odd Jobs, a Pete Maddox thriller, book three by Alan Peterson. Well, Alan, thanks for chatting with me today about your favorite thriller. Uh, is there anything else you want to say? Anything else uh, we didn't talk about that you wanted to bring up? Anything that just came to mind that later you're going to go, oh, I wish I would have said that? Anything else <laughs> no, sticking gonna, around back there? It's probably going to happen anyway, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't, I can't think of anything. Uh, uh, thanks for having me on. I really, uh, any excuse to talk about thrillers and my favorite books is always exciting. So I really love the concept of your, of your podcast. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Alan. Uh, have a great day. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Your Favorite Thriller podcast. I'm Jim Heskett, and if you want to support the show, please rate and review it online and tell a friend who loves thriller books. See you next time.